I'm Dolph Ziggler, and in the upcoming movie Countdown, I play a cop. I have a bit of a temper, but also, much like in WWE, I, I get things done. Not always the right way, but I get them done. Still working hard? Put your brothers in blue behind bars? You are hereby suspended with pay from active duty. Pretty sure I wasn't talking to you. Here's an interesting fact. We filmed some scenes in a live crowd at a WWE live event, and after a crazy chase scene, I bump into a few WWE superstars, including Rusev. But in movies, well, the cool thing is you get to do shots all over again, so I got to push him through, like, seven walls. The Full Nelson Press Podcast presents to you WWE Movie Reviews. On this week's episode, we are reviewing The Countdown. I am one of your co-hosts, MVP. I am here with the founding member, Mr. Brandon Kirkpatrick. How are you doing, sir? I am doing fantastic. This is weird. Isn't it weird that I am actually introducing you? <laughs> I feel so regal. So in the Merv Griffin Show. <laughs> We decided to sit down and actually realize there are so many WWE production movies out there. This is our very first movie review. And what better way than to pick something that just came out recently? You go through six partners in two years. I get phone calls complaining about you, and you know what I do? I don't call them back because I don't have an answer to the question. What question? Why the hell are you still here? Detective Thompson, are you there? Can you track it? Signal's being redirected. Meet me at the WWE event at the Coliseum at 12 noon. And no police. I see them, he dies. We'll have eyes on you the entire time. In six hours and 42 minutes to find him. We have a tactical team on standby if needed. Take him now. You're a dead man. We'll have officers throughout the arena. There's a kid with a bomb strapped to him. Can anyone identify this guy? We'll take him down. Get him! Hang up! Hang up! Oh, super kick! Countdown starring the man, Dolph Ziggler. Let's do it. First of all, spoiler alert, because we are going to go over this whole movie. But yeah. I'll say it right now. I think we're going to do better. So I hope you enjoy this. Also, we don't hate Russians. This movie does, but we're totally cool with Russians. I am absolutely fine with them. You know, Putin, you got to do what you got to do, bud. Well, maybe not him. I don't know. I don't know. What's he doing? I don't know anything based off Putin than what Rusev says about him, and it's nothing but good things. So are you ready to get into this movie? Because let me tell you, folks. <laughs> 
The acting is through the roof. How Dolph Ziggler wasn't offered an Academy Award, I'm, I'm... I looked it up. He wasn't even on the ballot. What is with that? You don't even know. All right, so Countdown came out this year, 2016. It was directed by John Stockwell. It was written by two possible WWE creative candidates, Michael Fitch and Richard Weck. This starred with Dolph Ziggler. This is his first featured film. He's also known from roles from Kerwin White's Caddy and the Spirit Squad. Also starring in this is Kane. He was also known from his romantic comedy Breakfast with Katie Vicks and Dr. Shelby's Love Shack. And then there is Catherine Isabel. Uh, she's also known for starring in How to Plan an Orgy in a Small Town. Catherine and Kane were also in See No Evil 2. We have not seen See No Evil yet. No, so. we're gonna, and I can't wait. We're gonna. It's gonna get reviewed. So this plot of the movie is a madman kidnaps a young boy and rigs him with explosive. Ray Thompson defies his captain and takes matters into his own hands. Now Ray must use unlikely time travel to beat the clock and save an innocent child. Can we talk about the fact that WWE Productions is like, Dolph, what do you need for a name? Uh, Ray Thompson, the whole first scene of this movie is, uh, I'm putting my hands over my face because I can't believe we watched it. The movie starts with a Creed soundtrack, just to a T. It's just weird music with people doing things in a shipping yard. And right away, you have to question if you bought the right version, because the first three minutes of dialogue are completely in Russian. Right. Did I mess up? Did I buy the wrong one? I looked over at Brandon like, dude, I think you rented, like, the wrong movie because I think it's in Russian. We legit had that conversation. <laughs> there wasn't even subtitles. Uh, the movie that starts with some Russian who's angry on the phone, he ends up meeting Dolph and this guy who looks like a cop. Uh, they're both trying to pretend like they're undercover, and Dolph immediately showing off how he's a loner type. Just shoots his partner in the chest. I mean, you find out later he had a bulletproof chest, but even so, he was less than a foot away with that gun. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he would die. I'm pretty sure that would go through. But it's almost as realistic as John Cena holding up a Kevlar vest while driving a cop car. Well, getting wasted with a thousand bullets. So at least WWE kept on track of that realistic part. Uh, next, we're off to some weird police station. Uh, it really, it looked like more of like a, just a regular office, did it not? Like, yeah. I don't know where they kept people in this place. This place just looked like people were working in cubicles. I really think they just sort of like went to like a like an H and R block and were like, "Hey, can we just film something here quick? You cool with that?" Right. And then, of course, the rogue diva cop, the strong-willed woman who is... Julia Baker. Jesus. I could already tell this is just cheesy as hell. Right. Dolph gets in trouble for, of course, shooting his partner because he's a loner. Catherine Elizabeth's character, Julia Baker, decides to suspend Ziggler, uh, but he doesn't leave the building. Like, they suspend him, and then he just carries on business, like goes to the lab, works on other things. Well, wait, they wanted to suspend him, but Ziggler decides to go, I quit. <laughs> I'm out of here. Uh, next, we go to, I guess, Ziggler's house. We see some weird lady picking up beer bottles, and then she meets Dolph in his dead son's room where he's reading a, a story to himself. It was like his ex-wife. Yeah, we never see his wife again. Yeah, she was like, I can't keep doing this. Where the hell did you come from? Right. You walk into his house, you're like, oh, and you throw your purse on the counter, so you're like, okay, this is Dolph's wife. Right. Oh, by the way, that's your only move in this movie, is that... <laughs> 
How good are you at picking up your bottles? I am fantastic. They knocked on people's doors and were just like, do you have a kid? Can we film something here? And we'll let you be the mother. That's basically what happened. So then Dolph Ziggler, after four beers, wakes up with a hangover, waking up in his kid's bed. I'm on my fourth beer right now and I have to work tomorrow. I don't see you sleep in your dead kid's room. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> my dead kid, bunch of old Kleenexes. Who cares? <laughs> He wakes up surprised, no longer suspended. They find this video of a boy who's tied up uh, with the bomb. The bomb on the chest. I've seen better on sci-fi movies than this. They took computer hard drives and stuff like that and, like, duct taped it to the vest. We get this stupid live montage at a WWE live event. It's really weird. They just show a bunch of wrestlers getting ready, and it's super dated because it's like Dean Ambrose is still in the shield and things like that. They also had Sin Cara and Kalisto walking down to the ring at a live event. Like, you can see it's an NXT live event. And then they're in this giant arena and all the lights are on. But yet when they show the people walking down to the ring, all the lights are off around them. Jesus, WWE. By the way, the Ascension's entrance isn't three hours long. It was so good. They kept cutting back to them doing the same thing on top of the the stage. And they just kept cutting back to that over and over again. The editing in this was really bad. He has to drop this backpack off in the, in one of the front rows. And no one else bats an eye does some guy with, in a hood. Yeah. Walks up, drops a backpack, and then just walks away immediately. No one's like, is that a bomb? No, everyone's okay with this in this universe. I get movies and money exchanges, but Jesus, WWE, try a little harder. (laughs) This wasn't even WWE here. This was, I think, mostly Lionsgate, probably. Then the bad guy gets the backpack, and we get our first chase. Dolph just starts chasing this guy. Uh, In the middle of the chase, though, he ends up seeing (laughs) Rusev, because he's Russian, tries to And they don't explain this at all. Rusev just decides to come after Dolph Ziggler. He's like, let me see your badge, let me see your badge. And then he just super kicks Rusev and then keeps running after the guy, who ends up uh, outsmarting them by just changing the bags he was using. And he did it so obviously, too. Like, let's figure it out, WWE, if you're writing a movie. You can do better. This chase ends with the Russian ending up killing himself. And then we get the best line in the whole movie. Where are you going? Are reinstated? No. Under arrest? No. And that's my own f***ing business. In the way Dolph Ziggler dropped f- <laughs> in the movie, you can tell he looked in a mirror forever and was like, uh, I can't wait to say f- in the movie. It's going to be great. <laughs> Then uh, Dolph and Officer Baker decide to team up. Uh, They end up busting this innocent tattoo parlor. This is really weird. They just decide to just take on this this tattoo parlor, beating the shit out of some of the patrons. Then he starts walking around yelling, Take a good look. There's a kid with a bomb strapped to him. Can anyone identify this guy? How about these tats? Actually, look at it, guys. Come on. It's a tattoo shop. You recognize these tats? There's a bomb strapped to a little kid and start showing this picture of a guy with a hole in his head to people, and be like, have you seen this guy? Have you seen this guy? We got a bone, and half his head's blown off, so I don't know who this guy is. Finally, they get one of the Bone Street crew members to start talking, and one of them starts talking about the tattoos, and I guess if you have a mermaid tattoo, you're a rapist and or child molester? Yeah, that was weird. I actually looked it up, and this is true. In Russia, between the 1960s and the 1980s, if you had a mermaid tattoo, it was thought to be someone of a rapist or child molester. Do not get a mermaid tattoo, ever. I'm sorry if you have one. We don't make the rules, but it was awkward. When I heard that, I was just like, what? 
I kind of like lost with the storyline here because I don't know how them finding out that this guy is a possible rapist or child molester furthers the case, but I guess it does. Meanwhile, Officer Baker then decides and finds the kid's dad, who's completely confused and unhelpful and doesn't right? seem like someone whose kid was kidnapped. Dude, your kid's gone. Do you not notice that? I thought he was with his mother. I don't know. Well, so then they do all this crap with this guy. Don't forget this female cop is chasing Dolph everywhere. And one of the worst lines in the movie was when she looks at him and goes, Why are you doing this? What do you mean, why is he doing it? The movie started off with a kid with a bomb strapped to his chest. Right. This woman looks at him about an hour into the movie and goes, Why are you doing this? You don't need to be here. Yeah, he does. Were you trying to get an Academy Award for a dramatic performance at that one moment? Yeah, and the other thing is, like, the writing in this. Okay, so they write in this whole thing about him having a dead son. But it really doesn't pertain to the story. And I really felt like they were trying to do that so that way it felt like that's why he has an emotional connection with this kid having a bomb to his vest is because his kid also died. You don't need that. Any officer who sees a kid with a bomb attached to him is going to be like, what can I do to help? You don't need that backstory at all. It's a kid with a bomb strapped to his vest. Just take care of him. He doesn't need a dead kid. <laughs> so now what? There was a part where a landlord comes in and Officer Baker just starts going off on him. About every wrongdoing he is allowing in the apartment complex. And it went on about five minutes too long. Are you gambling? Are there prostitutes in here? Where's all the cocaine? This is just like the tattoo parlor. So then the landlord goes like, well, never mind, bitch. It's fine. He leaves. Still, dad, confused. I still don't know where my son is at. Oh, just leave him. Walk away. While Officer uh, Baker is going crazy kangaroo on this tenant, Dolph Ziggler is punching his way through a corporate skyscraper, finds this, this corporate suit guy, stabs him in the leg for a pen to get information out of him, and then ends up able to escape out of this place where people like have guns at him. He ends up taking the guy hostage. He says, take care of your boss, and then just takes off. At no point where people are like, um, he's going down the elevator. Let's just have some people at the lobby. It's like, cut the line. <laughs> right? Because he'll die. That's one conversation that would have made more sense than the entire movie. So Dolph and Officer Baker meet up and then find the bomb maker. They show him the bomb and he's just like, yes, that's what I make. And they're like, well, that's attached to his kid. The bomb maker's like, wait, I made a bomb vest and it was used by crazy Russians and they do evil things with it. He has this change of heart yeah. for some reason. It's like, I want to help. You make bombs for crazy Russians. He said, I don't make bombs for kids. You idiot. You make bombs for guys who put them on kids. How small is that vest? Right? <laughs> that vest wasn't for some, like, 300-pounder. That vest was literally for a kid. Dolph's partner that he shot, who's still alive, shows up and just tries to arrest him, does this weird pepper spray to him, and that's when the time travel begins. Because they're able to go through traffic, bring him into the police department, get him into the interrogation room, and we know by the time he left and got picked up, only 23 minutes had passed in that entire time. He got to the office with like an hour six. When he looked at his watch, when he first got arrested, it was like an hour 23 left. What had happened was, when they were at the bomb maker, the officer baker says uh we only have an hour and a half left to find this kid then they get arrested they get to the interrogation room and he looks at his watch and it's an hour 07 so then he's arguing with his partner 
He brings up his dead kid again for no reason. No reason was that needed in the interrogation. Well, he did shoot him, though. So then he looks back at the watch, and in three to five minutes of dialogue, only 30 seconds had passed on the watch. But then Dolph gets pissed, breaks out, fights off the entire police force, who all have guns, tasers, everything at their disposal, because they're at the goddamn police department. Dolph Ziggler breaks out of the police department with his bare hands. And nobody uses the taser once. Kane tried to choke slam him. Dolph Ziggler cheap shot at him, which would have been disqualification in WWE match. By the way, two minutes went by on the watch. So he breaks out. Yep, breaks out. Officer Baker helps him escape. And then they're off to another adventure until they are caught by the Russians. They, they end up picking him up. Uh, and on their way to meet the big Russian bad guys, Dolph again reveals that this is the three-year anniversary for his death's kid. He finally told the whole story of what happened. And I'm like, this is a dumb time to say that, Dolph. It was also the same way the kid died in Pet Cemetery. He just yep. ran in front of a car. Dolph Ziggler and Officer Baker end up kicking the Russians out of their own car. Now, mind you, they are sitting in the middle seat. There is a guy behind them with a gun, a guy driving, and a guy in the passenger seat. These two, completely unarmed, are able to kick all three of these guys out of the car and get into the driver's seat without the car even slowing down at all. By the way, time travel. This was another big scene where time did not move. Because they're out in the middle of the boonies this whole time. Like, they've been brought to the boonies, then they're out of the boonies. I think this is all just taking place over a giant block. Yep, basically. So they end up finding out where the kid is hidden. Surprise, it's back in the police department. So they end up going back to the police department, telling everybody, and not calling ahead. Just showing up and telling people, there's a bomb in the building, get out. They find the kid. Dolph Ziegler ends up bringing him up to, like, the third floor. As they're still yelling at people, not calling anybody or making a mass message. Just tell people, get out, there's a bomb. Dolph uses this weird freezing spray for less than 15 seconds. Yep. Takes the bomb off. The most patient and quiet kid. I felt like every scene right before that director was just ripping into him like, you better shut up, kid, and just stand there and look at Dolph. I basically felt the same way, too. <laughs> the whole CO2 belt buckle lock thing, it was a seatbelt. Yeah. All they had to do was push a button in the middle, and that was it. It unhooks because it's cold? That's all it was. He grabs the kid with only 10 seconds left, runs out of there. Meanwhile, everyone else is still evacuating. You see this <laughs> this CG explosion that only breaks the glass from the room, but doesn't shatter or crack any glass around it. Nope. And Dolph, who was just right next to the bomb, was able to run into the hallway and escape that. Why was everyone escaping this if Dolph can stand next to the thing and still survive? Fire is scary. You ever seen the movie Backdraft? Now that's a good movie. Does it have any wrestlers in it? No. We're not reviewing it. No, we won't. No. So Dolph saves the day. Just walks out of that building, hands off the kid to somebody, shakes all of his fellow officers' hands as if he didn't just commit a shit ton of felonies just a moment ago. Yep. And then he punches his ex-partner in the face, and Kane just is like, I didn't see anything. He's going to keep doing this. You can't be mad at him from now on because he saved the day. And then, boom, credits. And that's True Detective Season 3. Here's how we're going to rate these folks. We're going to rate them by wrestling matches. No, wrestling title runs. Oh, you want to do title runs? I think we should make it as title runs. Let's run. do title runs. What title run do you want to give Countdown? I will give it a Kalisto U.S. title run. Why? Because it had its moments where it got me to laugh. <laughs> And I didn't quite hate the movie completely, you know, so I didn't really hate Kalisto's title run. Okay. 
I'm going to give it a Dolph Ziggler 2013 Money in the Bank cash-in oh. title run. Because it promised Ziggler, but it was a train Wait, wreck in the end. don't say cash-in, because when he cashed in, it was epic. Okay, yes, because it promised Dolph Ziggler, but it ended with a train wreck, just like that title run ended. Okay, I got you. All right. So, Pete, dud of the night. Oh, my God. Whoever the chick cop was. Okay, all right, all right. I'm going to give that to whoever okayed this movie. Screw you, dude. We have to watch them. I know that. We're going to watch them all. They're like Pokemon to me. Stud of the night, Pete. Uh, your stud of the night? I don't know. My stud of the night is my wife for making delicious little weenies that were the best part of the movie. Oh, yeah, those those cocktail weenies were great. Uh, my stud of the night, I'll actually say someone in the movie, uh, the cop who was Ziggler's partner, one, for taking a bullet to the chest, two, for pepper spraying Ziggler, three, for arresting him, four, for bringing up his dead son, five, for being like, hey man, we cool. And they get punched in the face. (laughs) You're a stud for doing all that. So, our next movie, we haven't really planned anything yet, but we want to know from you. What do you want us to review next? It just has to be either something created by WWE superstars, be about wrestling, or just include more than just one or two wrestlers. I'm not going to review the longest yard. Blade Trinity doesn't count. No, but let us know in the comment section below, or you can hit us up on Twitter. Pete, how do you want to end this? I don't, I don't know how to end the movie reviews. And that's the next movie. Sure, I sort of messed up. Yeah, you did. Uh, I, we can't really say that's all, folks. I guess, I, mean, I don't know, that's the movie. <laughs> that's the movie. <laughs> all right, folks, that's the movie. Thanks for listening, and suck a butt. Yeah, bad. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. And if you're watching us on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe and like this video. Leave us a comment. We might even read it on our next show. And I'll try not to berate you, but no promises. If you're listening to this on iTunes, please subscribe and leave us a review. You have no idea how much that helps. I guess Stitchers has a thumbs up button now, so that's a thing. You can find us on Facebook, Wrestling Amino, Tambler. Or just search for the Full Nelson Press on any social media site. You can also go to thefullnelsonpress.com for all of our past episodes and original WWE art created by yours truly. Go watch some wrestling.